You're listening to the RNR podcast with your host Richa and Rina. Hello. Hi. Um, so this is RNR podcast. Um, this is season three. I think this is episode twenty-five. I I want to say it is. Yeah. Okay. Getting to the end of the year. Um, you know, it's December and, you know, this episode's going to be about top five Christmas movies. Yeah. So, um, because we're getting to the end of the year and we're starting the next year, you, you and I, we have some episodes prepared, uh, like we usually do for the end of the year. Um, and so this time, um, I've created a list, you've created a list for top five Christmas movies, and I'm excited to talk about them. Um, so here's the thing. I have a feeling that our list might are like I've said pre- previously. I'm pretty sure our lists are going to be similar. I'm telling you this because there are certain staples in our household, like movies we watch and stuff like that. And you know, I have a feeling that you know it's just going to be pretty similar. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what I it mean, is. Yeah, I mean, as long as we talk about them. It is, I mean, yeah, we might have similar movies and that's, yeah. that. it is what it is. We did make these lists separately and I actually prepared in advance this time, so. Nice. Yeah. Um, Since you're older, do you want to go first? Didn't I go first last time? Why don't you was, go first? All right, all right, I'll go. Okay, so number five for my list is basically uh, Home Alone. Have you ever watched Home Alone? Yeah, of course I have. You have? I I never have. What? Okay. No. Okay, so Home Alone. Iconic. Like, okay. It is iconic. Uh, you know, the fact that, like, Kevin's home alone while the rest of his family goes to Paris, I, must, I think. And I don't know how they missed him. First, I'm just telling you, that's my biggest complaint. There's three Home Alone movies, and they missed him in every single one. Whatever. He's, like, the youngest, too. So, like, how do you miss, like, one of your children? But I dig it. Anyway, uh, he's home alone. He's got to protect the house. He's, like, understrained. He's, like, eating junk food, whatever, whatever. And these people try to rob the house because they live in a mansion. You know, his dad's, like, you know, he's rich. They live in a little mansion, and, like, they're trying to rob the house. And obviously, after the first time, they could have just left the house, you know, tried to rob another house on the street. Instead, they keep going at this house. Um, yes. Um, I have, okay, first of all, there's three Home Alones and they do it in every single one. I mean, okay, well, in some way or form, they leave him alone in that, like, the second one, he's in New York City by himself, uh, checked in the hotel using the dad's credit card, uh, whatever. Um, and I forgot what the third one is. I don't think I've ever watched the third one. Um, uh, but yeah, um, they somehow what makes it himself. okay? Uh, uh, what makes it a Christmas movie? It's set around Christmas, like you know, they're leaving for the holidays, right? Um, and so there's a lot of obviously, there's like lights up, you know, Christmas decorations up, people constantly refer to these series of movies as Christmas Christmas movies so that's why it's on this list and it's a funny movie I mean 
it's pretty much, um, you know, uh, funny. There's iconic scenes and like the traps that Kevin lays out for the thieves is pretty uh, funny. Uh, and it's a lot of gag humor, like physical, like gag humor. Um, and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I really pretty much, yeah, that's that's basically, I think it's really fun to watch. Um, it's nostalgic. Uh, and yeah, just a fun movie about a kid who's kind of home alone. Um, I think any, any kid that watches it would find it funny. Okay. Interesting. Um, the thing is, I've never watched Home Alone, um, which is weird. I don't know how when you watched it, but I just never watched it. So uh, you can rest assured that Home Alone is not on my list. Well, you probably should watch it just because it's been out for about as long as we've been alive, if not longer. Um, just putting it out there. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Um, so my number five uh for top five christmas movies is polar express um and here's the thing uh we always watched it in school and i enjoyed it in school like you know uh when we were about to go on winter break they would show us the movie and i enjoyed it um i didn't learn until maybe even like a couple years ago that people didn't like the movie um, and I'm, I'm, and I watched it very recently. Okay. Just to see what people are talking about. And I enjoyed it. Okay. It still holds up in my opinion. I think the one thing that people are bothered by and is why they talk bad about the movie is because of the animation style. Um, because it is early 2000s animation. So it looks a little awkward. It's, um, it's on par with the first Shrek movie and the first Shrek movie, the animation isn't you know as good as the second and third and fourth movie yeah but it's still a classic right and when I was watching Polar Express I couldn't help but be like yeah this is a good Christmas movie very whimsical um the sound design is top tier let me just say that the sound design is fantastic uh the music is fantastic there's a lot of nice um like scenery like you know it's quite pretty to look at um there's certain shots in the movie that are just very um it's very nice. It's very nice to look at. I think the animation is actually good. Um, it's decent for its time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music, the sound design is just amazing. Yeah. I think the concept is really cute too. You yeah. know, um, I I want to say like, why do people hold the animation against Polar Express and they don't hold it against Shrek? Um, I think maybe it's because Polar Express. It was just like a one-time thing. I think if Shrek didn't become the franchise it was, it wouldn't have been like, you know, held to a high degree. Yeah. I think if it was just the first Shrek movie and that was it, people would be would consider it sort of a, you know, not good. You know, they would yeah. consider it um, as one of those weird movies from the early 2000s, which is how I think a lot of people view Polar Express. Yeah. Okay. And also, um, this is a separate note, but I saw recently that apparently, um, I think it's in Central or NorCal, they have this Polar Express themed like train ride that you can do. Um, it's quite expensive. I be, I think it's like 80 or $90 per, per person. That is uh, expensive. Yeah, it's California. So like, I mean, we never do it, but like, I just want to put it out there that that's actually a thing that people do. Um, 
and it's an option you know yeah i i think it's it's i i think it's actually a really good christmas movie like it it kind of sets in the holiday spirit a bit because the whole point of the movie is like you know believe you know yeah. seeing isn't believing and yeah. like you know Josh and Gordon's um, vocals on this, on the soundtrack for that movie, is very good. It's it's good. The film score is like fantastic. Yeah, Let me just say it really that. Really is just great. Yeah. Um, and you know the animation. I know I said this earlier, but the animation isn't that bad. Okay, I mean it's yeah. weird and awkward in certain parts, but it just it isn't that bad. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Anyway, um, so let's move to. Our our number four is, uh, my number four is Elf. Okay. <laughs> you why are you shaking your head like that? It's um, just, I don't know, basic? I'm putting it up there because of how many times we watched it, but it's mostly because of our older sister. But anyway, I think Elf is good in that, like, you know, it's, it's very, it's a very unique concept. I'm pretty sure it's based off of a book, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it's about this kid, like this baby, or no, it's about Santa Claus going to this orphanage, you know, leaving behind presents. And there's this baby who wakes up and crawls into Santa's bag. And then Santa accidentally kidnaps a baby, essentially, you know, Um, and they basically try to raise him as one of their own. But obviously, like, uh, human children uh age much fat twice as fast as elf children so he's like 30 years old um and is with these younger little elves he's like the tallest person there uh the only other person is santa like around the same high as him or like i think santa's human santa's human but anyway they never really go into that but like the point is is that um he tries to find his family. He tries to find where he belongs. And, you know, am I an elf or am I a human? And, like, he tries, he finds out that his father is still alive. Father didn't even know he existed. Tries to connect with him. His father is refusing to connect. He He's on the naughty list. He is on the naughty list. His, his marriage is falling apart. He can't connect with his, like, his other child that he had. And, you know, life's not great for this, um, this guy. And, you know, Buddy comes in and is like, you know, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to, like, fill this house with joy and love. And, you know, he does exactly that. I mean, the reason why it's number four is because I I find his dad annoying. And the fact that he refuses to put in any effort to bond with Buddy is very sad. Like, his, his, uh, what's his name? I forgot what his name was in the movie. Will? Something. I'll just call him Will. Will's wife is so much more welcoming to Buddy than his actual biological father is. Like, come on, do better. I think I think the point of the movie is the fact that he starts off on the naughty list and then by the end of this movie he like is on the nice list or something and he starts treating Buddy better. But yeah, I don't I don't like that either. Yeah, I mean very um a lot of corporate like undertones to this and like the commercialization of Christmas, you know. And then, like, a lot of people uh, don't believe in Santa, but then, like, you know, he they believed a little more in Santa so that his, um, what, his sled can, like, go around the world and give presents to kids. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I didn't put Elf on my list 
because it's not yeah it's it's I we watched it sometimes it wasn't a movie like I I would it's not my go-to movie I guess it's okay um definitely one of Will Farrow's like fair fair whatever his name is Farrow's Farrow's in like uh, his one of his most um widely known roles um he's pretty iconic it's it's a pretty iconic role for him just Mm because Elf is very popular yeah but yeah but yeah interesting um so I'm gonna so my number four is uh Tom and Jerry Nutcracker tale oh number four okay um, so maybe people don't remember this but Tom and Jerry you know Tom and Jerry they had one year they created a like a Tom and Jerry movie thing based on the Nutcracker ballet and the Nutcracker ballet itself is based on a story on uh, Rena I don't know if you remember but mm-hmm. the Nutcracker is a tale that is about this this teenager she receives a Nutcracker as a Christmas gift and it gets broken by like her brother or something she like you know she tries to like um fix it uh and then she falls asleep underneath the christmas tree and somehow uh she witnesses a battle between the nutcracker and the mouse king and she has to go on a journey to find the sugar plum fairy in order to restore the nutcracker to his original form which is a prince i believe this whole thing yeah um i think it's a little bit more um gory in the story like something dies someone dies someone's like you know whatever you know stuff like that and every interpretation of the nutcracker ballet in these movies they're obviously not like that but i like i really like the nutcracker like the music i think is very interesting very iconic in my opinion and i enjoy the tom and jerry nutcracker tale because it's just so interesting to me um i enjoyed the fact that they had the music like the presence of that music constantly throughout the entire movie I like the animation obviously I like the fact that they switched it around so that Jerry is the king like he's the he is a mouse and but he's the king of this kingdom and then the in this interpretation the mouse there is no evil mouse king there's just the evil cat king yeah okay um, and then the cats take over his kingdom and then he has to find the toy maker and and um, get his kingdom back. And I enjoyed that. I enjoy, I think the, I think I'm now realizing that most of my list is based on sound design. Um, and I, I think that's part of Christmas. I think it's part yeah. of enjoying the music. Yeah, And exactly. uh, I, I really do like the Nutcracker like music and stuff. I've never seen the ballet, but I enjoy it quite a bit like just the music and stuff so yeah that's mainly why it's my number four mm-hmm. it's right. classic yeah it is um so number three um uh, number three for me is the night before christmas the nightmare um, before christmas uh, yeah i don't know why i said the night <laughs> i okay to be fair i don't watch i <laughs> yes what is my number three is also the nightmare before christmas okay um, so you'll agree with me. Uh, so I, yeah. it's been a while. I've only watched this one a couple of times, but I think the concept is so interesting. 
like you know Jack Skeleton like this is a Tim Burton movie first of all mm -hmm. Jack Skeleton he's kind of like a resident of Halloween the Halloween town and he finds Christmas town and he's like I'm gonna take this over um and you know he tries to take over Christmas and um and I forgot what happens but pretty soon he finds out that um things are not going his way I believe um, do you want to finish that summary? Yeah. Because I don't remember much. So I basically watched it yesterday um, and I rearranged my list, I think. Or no, I watched it two days ago. And yeah, no, I watched it yesterday. I remember. And then I rearranged my list a little um, this morning. But it's so I OK. I love this movie just because um, the stop motion is just so it's so good. It's so like I mean, it's so visually pleasing to me and I mean, another thing is that the music is amazing. I love the score. Uh, what's his name? Danny Elfman is the man who sings for, sings Jack Skelton. He's not the same as the voice actor for Jack Skelton, mm -hmm. but he's the film scorer, plus he's the singing voice for Jack Skelton. And he did a great job. Uh, I know him, he, I watched the Wired or Variety interview where he talked about his work and part of his work included, uh, you know, this movie. And he and Tim worked a lot together and they, and he was, it was very free reign, uh, you know, about what this was about and like working the score for the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's just so good. Really amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's creepy. Like, even though it's an, it's a Christmas, I consider it a Christmas movie as well as a Halloween movie, mm -hmm. which is why, um, you know, it's on this list. And it's interesting, Jack, his character is very interesting because he didn't go out trying to take over Christmas. He just happened upon Christmas Town and was like so enthralled by the whole, this different culture. Like let's, let's just, okay. I know this movie was created by like two white guys, mm -hmm. but if we're looking at it from like a cultural perspective, like Jack Skelton's from one culture, he goes yeah. to Christmas Town, which is a different culture. He loves it. He loves everything about it. He doesn't know this feeling. He doesn't understand, but it's something new. Mm -hmm. And Jack has been feeling very um, bored with his life. Yeah. With with um with what he's been doing, like it's just boring to him. Mm -hmm. And he comes upon a different culture, different town, different um tradition, and he's trying to teach it to everyone else in Halloween Town. And he doesn't know how, but he's like, I can definitely do this. I can. I can I can deliver presents. I can teach Halloween Town exactly what this is because he's missing something. He doesn't know what it is, but he's missing something, and he thinks he can he can be Santa Claus. And he, when they kidnap Santa Claus, he's like, "You can take a vacation. I can do this." And he ruins Christmas, okay? And he's like, "Obviously, I couldn't do this." I have to rescue Santa Claus and mm -hmm. have him do it again, like deliver presents and be restore the Christmas order. Yeah. And after he realizes that he cannot mimic this culture, he cannot teach this culture properly because he's not part of the culture. He realizes that he should entrust it to the professionals and experts and those who are part of the culture. Yeah. And he goes back to being the pumpkin king. And for such a, like for a movie created by two white guys, I think the concept of putting, making it like, this is one culture, this is a different culture. And the aspect that appropriation is awful 
is like something that I don't know if they thought about but when I was watching this movie yesterday I was thinking about that you know I was thinking about the fact that I don't know if it's because of the books I'm I'm reading currently that's like nonfiction books about like you know South Asia Palestine and stuff um, because I'm trying to learn I started thinking about that and the fact that the animation's good the music's good plus the story itself is very unique is why I put it at number three yeah, I think um, this was created back in 1993. So, yeah, yeah it's it's quite old. It's cold. older than some of the things on my list, definitely. But I think it was it was definitely ahead of its time. There hasn't really been anything like it in a long time. Um, and I think it's not just another Christmas movie. It's like it's literally meshing like kind of two holidays together. And in a way that like, I mean, you said it was creepy. And it's a holiday. It's a Christmas movie, essentially. So it like does justice for both. It's, um, it's haunting, too. Just because yeah. there's a certain, like, because it's Halloween and Christmas together. So it feels spooky, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I have nothing else to say about that movie. Um, you said more just because you watched it more recently yeah, than and I have. So. It's, yeah, it's just... Uh, I just started thinking about this because I, I watched it yesterday and I haven't rewatched it in a while, like fully like sitting down and rewatching it. So it was definitely something very interesting. There's a lot of concepts like I'd like to explore from the movie, but the first one that I thought of was the culture thing because that's what it was, right? It was two holidays sort of meshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, So we both had the same number three, so I'm going to go to my number two. Okay. Uh, my number two is Polar Express. So it's like you said, like, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with the movie. I'm going to, I'm going to stand by it and say that I think that, you know, you could find it creepy if you want. I don't, I'm not you. Not you Polar Express? Talk, I'm not talking about you, but like for those who find Polar Express kind of scary or they don't like it, that's your opinion of it. My opinion is that I think it's a classic. I think it's really good. Um, I think it's such a fun movie. I love watching it. I love. I looked forward to watching it every year, and I think it just embodies the the whole spirit of Christmas and like, and you know the main character. He the when he wakes up that day that night and goes on the train, he hears jingle bell. Like he hears the the bells on Santa's sled, and he wakes up, goes outside, and there's a train right there from him. And I think the fact that like throughout this whole trip, throughout this whole journey, he constantly believes in Santa, even though he hasn't seen Santa. He gets into this misadventure where they kind of get lost, escape from the train, whatever. And then finally, at the very end, they see Santa and he gets the bell. And, you know, for the rest of his life, he still believes in Santa. You know, that's why he can still hear it ringing, uh, even though maybe those around him uh his friends, his sister, don't believe after a long time. And, you know, I think it's a fun movie. Like I mentioned before, when you were talking about it, um, uh, Josh Gordon's vocals in that movie are top tier. He really, like, makes you believe. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fun movie. Uh, I really love the hot chocolate scene. Uh, I think that's fun. Uh, it's, it's just, like, a really fun movie. I think, uh, I don't people... I don't think people give it justice at all. 
like it is a really good movie and I want to put it out there that I think it's a it's one of the best Christmas movies out there I think if people actually sat down and watched it again and like kind of set aside their emotions about how some of the characters look they would like realize how good the movie is because I I I think it's really good I think it is a good movie um um but you know so I'm looking at the voice actors and Tom Hanks is I think the conductor yes and then Josh Hutcherson is the hero I believe or the main character he's that boy I don't think they even gave him a name they call him hero boy but there's two different hero boys so I don't understand um the other oh the other kid's name is Billy know-it-all oh yeah oh yeah they call him know-it-all the one um None of them have names except for Billy, who is one of the kids, and it's because he saw one of his presents. And he was like, yeah. I'm Billy, and I'm from Grand Rapids, like Michigan or something. But yeah, I did not realize he was on here. But yeah, I think it's a great movie. Um, I'm, I forgot what you said earlier, but I'm reiterating everything you said about it. Um, you know, obviously, it's a little animation creeps people out. I don't care. I don't care if it creeps you out. I think it's a really good movie. There's nothing about it that makes it creepy for me. Um, I'm just used to seeing that 3D. Uh, it is a 3D um, animated movie. Oh, Wait, no, maybe that's why. Yeah, I think it was the start of 3D animation. Um, so that's why. Obviously, like a lot of animation studios have moved away from 3D or have moved away from 2D and are going to 3D, but it's... You know, I think it's good for what it is. And, you know, I like the story. I think it's unique. And I think it's fun. And again, the soundtrack's amazing. Okay. Um. So I guess I'll talk about my number two. And my number two is A Muppet, a Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Um. I watched, I watched it. I know I've watched it before, but I think I will rewatched it again, like, at least a year ago and I enjoyed it um and obviously as a recap the Christmas Carol a Christmas Carol is a book from Charles Dickens where he recounts the story about Ebenezer Scrooge who's like old and bitter and Mm -hmm. and he's like um, like a tax collector or something something like that um and he he's visited by this the spirits of the past present and future and um and obviously the muppet the reason i talk i'm discussing the muppet version is because i love the muppets um and i think the muppet christmas carol is it's just it makes the movie itself a little bit more fun obviously it makes it 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 gives a lot of context okay so <laughs> um it's just so good i think is my only summary of it and there's some music numbers in the movie. Um, obviously, you see a bunch of Muppets and the one human. Well, there's several. I think there's several humans. But one of the humans is uh, Michael Caine. He's the guy who plays Ebenezer Scrooge in the movie. And he did great. He like you know he acted so well amongst these mm-hmm. Muppets. And he didn't have to, but he did it. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's one of his best roles. Uh, I know he's had so many movies where he's been really great, but I love him in a, in a Muppet Christmas Carol, and he did great. Um, 
yeah there's a lot of there's a lot um more like i feel like in the regular a christmas carol it mostly focuses on ebenezer but in the muppet christmas carol they focus a little bit on like like kermit in this movie obviously as a family with miss piggy and um you know there's some there's like if like when ebenezer goes to the future he sees kermit's character having to like like I guess holding a funeral for his youngest kid because his youngest kid is sick and the reason why uh Kermit is like working really hard is so he can get afford money to like help his kid and um Ebenezer sees that he's technically the one who kills Kermit's kid because he's not paying Kermit well and he's not giving what? him days off and this and that well. and like the fact that and you didn't, they didn't have to go in detail. They didn't have to give this context. And in, in addition to that context of like Kermit and his family, he obviously sees the fact that no one mourns his death, this and that. But the fact that they were able to go into the back, like the side characters and Kermit and Miss Piggy's family, it's like so great. It's great, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, all of the um, spirits are Muppets, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's great. Um, Michael King did great as Ebenezer, the Muppets. They did great. Um, it's enjoyable of a movie for sure. That's a good movie. Um, yeah, I haven't watched. It's not on my list, which I regret. It's an. Yeah. But yeah. Um, do you have any honorable mentions that you want to mention before we get to number one? I I actually do. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'll start. I have a. There's, uh, excuse me, Um, when I started making this list, I didn't realize how many things I wanted to add and things that I was like kind of seeing if I should add to my top five. I'm going to mention them here. Um, So this is not a movie, but it's a Charlie Brown Christmas. It's not a movie. It's technically a show. I would have had it on my list otherwise. But then again, I realized that it's only 30 minutes long and it's, you know, it's okay. It's classic. It's nostalgic. um, And I appreciate it. It's a, uh, you know, for us, I put down the stop motion for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. They're older movies, but I remember watching them maybe once, like a, while, a long time ago, and I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy the stop motion. I enjoy the story. Um, very classic, um, you know, holiday movies that I that I enjoyed. I think they're decent. So I wanted to mention them. Um, there's this, I don't know if it's a Hallmarks movie, but it's called Falling for Christmas. And it's a rom-com movie with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah, I, I watched it, which is why I'm mentioning it. Yeah. Um, It was decent. Uh, I watched it last year or two years ago. And I think, I think it came out last year, actually. And it's decent. It's actually, it's fine. It's not, it's not bad. Let me say that. Um. You know, very typical, like, Lindsay Lohan's character is the this the spoiled rich person who loses her memory. And mm -hmm. she goes and lives in this winter lounge with, obviously, the main character, male lead. Um, and he's helping her. And he has a daughter. Wife died, I think. Um, and, you know, he's being very kind and they fall in love, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, decent, decent acting. Lindsay Lohan's a great actor actress let me say just say that and uh you know the movie's not bad yeah um 
I want to mention two other movies. One is The Grinch. I'm okay. sorry. The yeah, Grinch, I, I mean, I have to mention it. It's not on my list, but uh, I think Jim Carrey, obviously, every time I think about The Grinch, I think about Jim Carrey because um, he's he's good. You know, he is. He did great. Um, and then the last one I want to mention is Barbie and the Nutcracker. Wow. Uh, okay. I think this one's from 2002, but I rewatched it recently because I remember liking the movie. And yeah, it's fine. I, I don't think it was good enough to make it to my top five, but nice, nice, uh, you know, whimsical Christmas feeling. Not enough to make it to my top five. I don't think the animation was was is enough for it to be in my top five either, but decent. I, as you know, I enjoy the music to the Nutcracker. So yeah, those are my honorable mentions. What about you? Um, so I only have like a couple of honorable mentions. Um, so like Frosty the Snowman, it's um that two D animation movie that's probably made back in the sixties or seventies. Um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's obviously kind of sad because Frosty has to like he melts, but then he takes a train up north or whatever and comes back for Christmas every year or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think it's um it's not necessarily long enough to be a movie, so it's not obviously on the list but you know I we've watched it multiple times and I think it's very good my other one is the Tom and Jerry Nutcracker tale one mm -hmm. um I remember watching it a bunch and I really really liked it um I just haven't watched it in a really long time though um and so it's hard to remember what the plot is and if I remember correctly towards the end it turns out that the whole entire movie is like um is basically a play uh, and you know the original actress in the beginning. Okay. Whole point of the whole kingdom being formed and this and that is because Jerry wished he wished that the Nutcracker ally would last longer, and so Santa Claus made it so that Jerry would live out the Nutcracker thing for a little longer than a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I that's like the plot twist I guess I remember and I, I know you didn't mention it but I just wanted to point it out that that's like one of the parts I remember but again I don't I don't remember the finer details um but yeah I just want to mention it um but anyway uh okay so let's go to number ones um my number one should not be a surprise I actually made a last minute change um to my number one um, so it used to be the Tom and Jerry Nutcracker tale, but then I realized like I didn't like it enough for it to be number one. So my number one is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Multiple reasons. Really? Yes, multiple reasons. First of all, the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it's such a stable in our society. Because it, it started out as a Dr. Seuss book, right? Okay. And then, um. and then from there, from there, 1966, you got the animation, okay, which is pretty short you know, basically summarizes the book in Dr. Seuss style. And it's good. It is what it is. And then 2000s, this is where we get, it gets interesting. 2000s, you get the Jim Carrey version. Okay. He's got the green, got the whole thing on, like he's got everything. And this, this movie was very good. And it gives so much more depth into the Grinch and why he hates Christmas. And, you know, you know, he, they know him as this hostile creature who lives up in this mountain, 
and hates the holidays and always tries to sabotage their plans. And we later learned that he came into town, not sure where he's from, he got adopted by two elderly women. So first they had that. And then he had he was infatuated with this girl. But something happened and he like lost his temper and said he hated Christmas and he he ran away to the mountain and that's he's been living in solitary ever since, just trying to like make Christmas not a thing anymore in Whoville. And you know, like- I think, you, for oh. hmm? I think you forgot the fact that I think he was bullied too, cause he was different from everyone yeah. else. Yeah, and like the girl he liked was the only one who didn't like laugh at him. Like, you know, when this incident happened uh, and you know, he ran away and like, he, you know, he goes down, discovers that people discovered that like, um, he stole all this stuff and, you know, um, then he discovers that Christmas isn't about like the gifts and whatever. It's about like the spirit of it. And I think he gets together with a girl he used to have a crush with or something like that. I forgot. Um, but I, I forgot those finer details and plot. But I remember that specific storyline because it was just so interesting. The way they like expanded the tale and like told it in a way that was like different. Anyway, I think I think it's very unique the fact that they've turned it into into something else based off of uh, the book, a child like a child like a book from the fifties essentially. And yeah, I just think it's interesting. Um, great story. Um, it, it's very unique. Uh, I think in in the animation plus in the live action they have you know, some songs that are very interesting, like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, like that whole, like, you know, they got songs like that. And I think it's very unique and very interesting. And yeah, I just think it's good. I know there's like a recent one that came out, whatever, but this 2000 Jim Carrey one is, is for me. It's for me. Wow. Um, I think I put that one in my honorable mentions uh because it it does leave an impression and that impression is that Jim Carrey acted very well and he made a good Grinch he he, he went, did great he went above and beyond he didn't and, have to but he did yeah and the, I feel like the whole movie itself is a little campy you know because Whoville is like not exactly they're not really ordinary people they they like sort of look like what you'd think an elf would look I don't know it's like interesting right um, I'm assuming it's based off of the outfits, world, you know? the whole, yeah, and yeah. the outfits, the set design, like all of it's very different, and it, it's interesting, you know. Um, I guess I'll move into my number one, and I don't think it should come as a surprise to you, but it is um into the Spider Verse, which which is from 2019, right? Into the wow. Spider Verse, and it is a Christmas movie. Uh, they oh. have a Christmas album associated with the movie, um, and it takes place around the holiday times. There's snow. It's in New York, you know. Uh, so it is. It is a Christmas movie, and I think, I think, part of the Christmas spirit, part of the spirit of the holidays, is about the idea of believing, right? And at the end of Into the Spider Verse, Miles Morales he tells the viewer, he tells the audience, you know, that basically they should believe in themselves, right, and that anyone can wear the mask. Correct. So I. I think of this movie as 
a holiday movie because not only the time period but because of the message itself um, and because of the album very short album i think it's like more of a ep um there's like five songs i know one of them chris pine sings in it yeah well i mean he um he was so the blonde spider good so. good move yeah yes uh, but the fact that he put his time into making an actual song for the movie you know wow he did that but yeah, um, it is my number one top five Christmas movies. Okay, I expect nothing less. Um, thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, that's the top five. Um, I, this is just another excuse and push for me to watch more Christmas movies because I honestly have not watched any this year yet. Um, I feel bad. I have. Bad. I know, I, I've been seeing you. And you've been watching a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I'm like, here's the thing. You and I, I realize have different lists, right? There's certain movies on your list that I don't watch and I don't want to watch. And I did not put on my top five. And I'm happy about that. Um, but I was able to watch some stuff in preparation for this. And, you know, there's a lot of good movies out there. There's a lot of good, like unique um concepts surrounding the holiday time and i think it was certainly captured in my list 100 uh anyway um i think that's it for this episode yes um it was nice nice to discuss these uh these films and we'll see you next time yeah bye bye Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man.